Oh, hello, you. I'm channeling my inner Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Ew, David. Watch a little bit of that this weekend. Uh, funny show if you haven't seen it. It's a good show to watch and binge watch or just have some background um, noise in the back uh, while you're working or doing whatever you're doing in the house, whatever you're doing on the weekends. It's a good background noise. I also watched um, Bad Trip this weekend on Netflix. Kids shouldn't watch it, but adults, it's really funny. Uh, I haven't laughed that hard in a very long time just because it was so stupid, uh, but uh, hilarious. So um, put this movie together and it's, it's magical for sure. Uh, so let's get into it. We have a lot of questions, uh, loaded questions for sure, this week on the podcast. So let's get into that nitty gritty. Welcome to our podcast. Our what? Our podcast, the Mesa Public Schools Special Education Spedatorial Podcast. This will be like reading a newspaper, but you're not reading a newspaper because you're just listening. Listening to me drop some jokes <laughs> and drop some knowledge. This will be entertainment for your ears. Now, how was that for an intro? Nailed it. Welcome back. You'll notice I did my hair a little bit different uh, today, trying something new. Hair's always grown, it's like a weed, I've said that before, and I'm sure Sue Ambrose is gonna be like, what in the world did he do? Because uh, I shave it, I cut it short, grow it out, and then repeat. <laughs> so, let's get into those questions, because uh, there, there are a lot, and it's, it, yeah. So question five. Can I move forward with an IEP meeting without the parent or guardian present? And this is a very loaded question. Wow, that's, that's a great question. So here's my guidance. Typically speaking, if the parent or guardian is utterly unresponsive, that's what the law states. You may move forward with that IEP meeting. However, you must make those reasonable attempts and do your due diligence and try to meet, reach them on multiple platforms. So that's uh, email, sending the notice home, phone calls, possibly text. Um, another online platform, if you use Class Dojo, that would count. If you're using WebEx or Google Meets or whatever, make sure you're documenting that too in the student contact log. It's really important that we document that just in case the parent comes back and states, hey, I never received this. Why did you move forward with the meeting? And then you could provide uh, that documentation for the parent. Again, they have to be literally unresponsive to your requests. Now, if a parent does say at one point that they want to be involved, you really can't move forward with that meeting. It comes from that court case um, from Hawaii, which I've referenced and I'm blanking on the name. Uh, so that's why it gets a little finicky. But again, the law states if the parent is utterly unresponsive. Casey Gregson taught me that, told me that. So it's coming from our legal counsel. And Casey and I go way back for ADE. So I know her guidance is true. Question four. What kind of courses are you offering for Summer Institute? There's a lot, and I'm sure it's going to be in the newsletter that's coming out this Friday with this podcast. But here they are. You ready? Because it's a handful. There's rewards. There's Sound Sensible Inspire. There's Thinking Maps. There's Dyslexia, Specific Learning Disability and Reading. 
Edge, how to take your ELA instruction to the edge and beyond, almost like Buzz Lightyear. Planning writing instruction, Renaissance training, writing for the beginning and beyond, laying the foundation, and then there's a second one called building the structure. Zones of regulation, Woodcock Johnson Four training, and writing behavior goals. So it is a lot. That should be in the newsletter, that, um, that flyer that's gonna be coming out. Carrie Carson's just sent it to me. So thank you, Carrie, appreciate it. Question three, when is the Renaissance end of year testing window? Those dates are as follows, April 14th to May 14th. Okay, again, April 14th to May 14th. Make sure you use that testing window appropriately. Get those kits tested because uh, we need that data, right? We need that data because it aligns to our IEPs. Question two, when is the testing window for alternate assessment? We have a lot of testing questions today. Sorry about that but we wanna make sure that you're getting this information. The testing window for alternate assessment is March 15th through May 14th. So we have a little bit of extra time for those kiddos that may need a little bit of extra time when completing their alternate assessment test. Then for our final question, and this is what I get a lot of, uh, not really sure the disconnect here, I'm thinking it might be the wording, which we might be changing. So question one is, why aren't my, excuse me, should turn the phone off, right? Why aren't my progress reports saving in Synergy? They're not saving in Synergies because you're not saving. There's a button on the top that says print and saved historical. If you do not click that, your progress reports won't save. And then you'll get an email from me from records stating, I need progress reports from this date, this date, this date, and this date. Please send them, and then you're gonna to have to do a manual progress report, which are, is located in forms under our special education website. So I've been getting a lot of um, emails from secondary uh, teachers because they can't seem to find the progress reports, and it's most likely because they didn't print and save to historical. The wording's a little off, so Heidi, my trusty sidekick, and I are going to see if we can change that uh, so teachers are mm, aware that they have to click that button because um, then data is lost, right? We don't want to lose our data. Okay, so the question from last podcast, again, I only got um, two responses, so I don't know what's going on, you're not listening, or you just didn't know the answer, and that's okay. So here's the question, and the question was, let's say a student transferred into Mesa Public Schools with withdrawal paperwork, or they no longer qualify for special education services. What is the process to exit a student from Synergy SE? And Ariella Funk or Funt? A-R-I-E-L-L-A, Ariella. You'll correct me through an email. You'll have to do the how you actually pronounce it. What is it? The phonological awareness or phonemic awareness or huh? you get what I'm saying. It's early. It is 7.55 on a Monday morning. So Ariella, you won. This is the process, guys. It is complete the Gen AZ81 and the Gen AZ82. 
in ad hoc. That will exit a student. So congratulations, Ariella. You got it correct. Appreciate you. Expect a gift coming your way. Should be in your mailbox, maybe next week or the week after. Here's your next question. It's kind of easy, so I hope we get a lot of responses on this. What is the difference between accommodations and modifications? That's the question for the next round. The fifth person in my inbox with the correct answer will get that prize. Again, what is the difference between accommodations and modifications? Sit on it and marinate and give me that answer, fifth person in my inbox. Okay, so, and now what we like to do to wrap up the podcast, because we need positivity, right? Um, I didn't get too much regarding the podcast, although I did talk, talk to Constance, uh, just like my best friend. Uh, we can go for hours talking, and she always gives me words of positivity. So, Constance, always appreciate you. Um, but I did get some responses from a training I did over at Entz Elementary, um, and I want to share those. So Despina Papadakis said, thank you for the awesome training today. It was really helpful. I actually came to the meeting with a list of questions, and you covered them all, so I didn't even need to ask them. Perfect. Thank you, Despina. I'm glad that training worked for you. Um, everybody else, this was an IEP development training. Um, I'm more than willing to go out to different campuses and provide that training with, um, with you and your coach and possibly someone from my Synergy SE team just to guide you in the right direction when you're developing your IPs. And then the second one I got was from Tony Warner, also at ENS. I appreciated the time uh, T and you spent to assist our team in writing better IEPs. You're very welcome, Tony. Um, I actually love going out and training gets me out of this environment. Um, looking into a computer all the time can get a little exhausting. I'm sure you're aware of what that feels like. Your eyes just you know, hurt. So I do enjoy getting out to schools and meeting everybody. And it's been a long time, right? It's been such a long time. We haven't really been in, well, district personnel hasn't really been into schools, me specifically, uh, almost like a year. It's crazy, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. So. I do want to thank T. Pinsano, Tamara Bordeaux, and Abby Wheatfield for assisting me with the ENTS IP um, presentation that we put on. It takes a village, right, team? Uh, hashtag one team. I appreciate everything that you guys helped me with. Um, so thank you. So that's it. Quick little podcast this week. I have things lined up, meeting after meeting after meeting, which I'm sure you guys have, meeting after meeting after meeting. So I appreciate everybody listening. If you do have time, please go subscribe through Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Play. We'd appreciate the support. If you want to leave a review and rate us, that's awesome too. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Like I said, the more subscriptions and reviews and comments makes Mesa Public Schools ratings go up, which would be kind of cool to see on one of those platforms, right? Seeing Mesa Public Schools Special Education Department podcast kind of peak. I think that'd be kind of awesome. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. By the time that you get this, it's going to be the weekend again. So enjoy your weekend. You deserve it.
Thanks.